0: We're looking at you, Oscar. We're looking at you, Oscar. We're looking at you and your beady little gold eyes. And if you You don't... Naked gold body. your naked gold body. (laughs) We're looking at you. And uh, you better, uh... You better shape up. You better shape up. You better shape up. up. (laughs) Right? Oscar? Hey there, my name is Monica Biltz, and you're listening to The Gays Code, a podcast in which we'll discuss anything and everything queer in film and television. Every voice you hear in this podcast will be queer, including my own. I am a gay human and grew up in a small town in the Midwest, so as a baby gay, almost everything I learned about who and what gay people were was from the movies. I'm an actor and a filmmaker myself, and have always been fascinated with the history and evolution of LGBTQ representation in Hollywood. I am joined today by another queer human fellow filmmaker, my sister Maria Victoria Savage. In this episode, we will be discussing the Oscars and how queer folks have been represented throughout the history of the Academy Awards. We go into the queer people who have won competitive awards, movies with queer themes that took home Best Picture, and the long list of LGBT characters in film, and the not-so-LGBT actors who won Best Actor or Actress for playing those roles. Throughout this episode, I get more and more animated and maybe a little angry-sounding near the end, but I promise I am just passionate and maybe a little obnoxious. Maria does a great job of balancing me out and being slightly more neutral in some positions. So let's roll out the red carpet, put on our most androgynous formal wear, and pretend to not look disappointed when we don't win the shiny golden man. This is the Gaze Code Podcast. Maria, how you doing? I'm great. Yeah, you doing good? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. good. Pretty good. Hanging out. Um, every year, um, we watch the Oscars together. Basically, I know we haven't done it every year, but we've basically almost done every it. year. Um, and uh, as a film person, mm-hmm. and, you know, The film bean went to you went to to bean school to, <laughs> to, to film bean school. Film bean um, school. How how do you feel about the Oscars?
1: uh in general it's very long um but just kind of fun and i like the games that you make out of it that you're like do make you do games. like rackets and then mm-hmm. you like you pick what you think will uh win in what category and that yes. makes it a lot of fun and it's just uh for me it's just kind of like it's not super important as a thing itself but i do really enjoy it as an event does that make sense
0: yeah, a- anytime I have an opportunity to make a game out of something, I will I will do mm. it. Um, anytime I have an opportunity to get together with fiends
1: mm-hmm.
0: and With friends, beans and fiends. With beans, I will. And in that aspect, I've always enjoyed it. The older I've gotten, the more I've realized, A, I don't, I know about one movie or two that are in the best picture roll-up. And sometimes I'll seek out the other ones and watch them. Which is why they've been nominated, because they're not, like, the highest-grossing films of the year. They're just films that you m- probably wouldn't have watched otherwise if they hadn't been nominated.
1: Probably. Yeah, a lot of times it's yeah. like that. Uh,
0: and also, uh, the more I learned about it, the more I realized it's kind of... Not meaningless, but it's... Uh, growing up, I used to think, like, oh, this is, a, this is like, the biggest thing ever. If a, if a, if a movie wins an Oscar, it's like it's means you've been reviewed thing. by your peers. Like, this is the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. Um... And, you know, it's not as shiny and wonderful and great as that, but um, if I won an Oscar, I'm not going to be like, no, <laughs> no so turn turned you, you away, you know. Like, not
1: for me, thanks. Throw it in the garbage. I'm awful. I, no, thing Not for me, thanks.
0: <laughs> it is something that we've done every year together for a long time, and uh, we have a good, a good time, every time, mm-hmm. doing it. They are really long. They are really very, long, very and sometimes long. the hosts are cringe and the jokes are cringe. And something. Yeah. my favorite thing is that it's live, and so every year there's always s- s-
1: something super awkward that happens. That's kind of the best part of it, is yeah. that, like, something weird's gonna happen, and we're all gonna see it as it happens.
0: Mm-hmm. Which is great. Like, uh, when uh, John Travolta said... Uh, Adina Menzel's name completely butchered it. I don't even know what he said. Yeah, but right? It was I don't remember the, either. It was the most butchered. I'll it just was... insert that clip right here. Please welcome the wickedly talented, one
1: and only Adina <laughs> That That is, yeah. Yeah, that was funny. And then she changed her Twitter handle to that. And oh, was that's great. Or like uh, when they announced the wrong
0: movie for Best Picture La La Land, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it was actually Moonlight. Yeah, awkward. That was wild, and in the, the whole, and they ran up there and they were taco like, "Yay, taco. yeah, we won an award!" Nope, not oh. sorry, no. Look, awkward. Mm-hmm. Yep. Today we're gonna talk about uh, the Academy Awards through the lens
1: of let me guess, queer stuff.
0: Queer stuff, man. You got, you got this. It's like you, know, know. you like come in here, basically. And Cheryl Holmes. I'm a gay. You're a gay. We like movies, we like gay movies, and uh, it is a group of people who have been uh, represented differently, underrepresented, represented in bad lights or just inaccurate lights, and uh, this is a ceremony that awards movies for their greatness and their skill and their beauty and all this stuff, and, um, and awards people for their skill. And their greatness and beauty. And their beauty. greatness and beauty, basically. <laughs> basically. Uh, basically. You know, and it's a big deal to a lot of people, and it it's, whether or not we want it to be, it defines our culture in the way of, not always, but of like, uh, these were the important movies of the year. These were the defining movies of the year, and so it's what puts eyeballs on them.
1: Mm-hmm. It
0: means a lot to a lot of people. Um, and it's the film industry. It's Hollywood. It's, you know, establishment Hollywood. Their big old party. It's their big old party where they themselves celebrate the best movies of the year in the industry. So, we're going to talk about that today. Because, hey, they're coming up here pretty soon, and, yeah. you know, we're probably going to watch them together again. Right. It's
1: that time of year. Right. In April. <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> well, for COVID. COVID, reasons. <laughs> COVID reasons. You know, I bet this is the first time we've ever even
0: mentioned COVID on this podcast. In fact, I know it for a fact. I was thinking about that the other day. I was like... Huh. This COVID does not exist in our podcast. We never talk about it. In our podcast it. universe. In our podcast universe, we don't refer to it ever. The Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Science, very hoity-toity, mm. was created in 1926. Oh, wow. Back when, like, sound was cool and new. Look, it's, it's a sound now. The talkies. The talkies. Wow, look at these. They, they, uh, they, we can listen to these things now. There's,
1: and all the piano players at every movie theater... You know, lost all our jobs. Right. It was very sad. Whatever. It's you know, what happens whenever there's any sort of new technology. They had to pack up their their organs and pianos and haul them out of the theaters. and Useless. It's
0: stuff. the part of film history that no one talks about. Very, <laughs> very sad. <laughs> so when MGM co-founder Louis B. Mayer and some studio heads agreed that they needed a film organization that was prestigious and hoity-toity and that would unite the five branches of the film industry. The
1: five branches? Yeah. Like, what is this?
0: The five branches. Actors, directors, producers, technicians, and writers. Say that again? Slytherin, Hufflepuff, <laughs> Gryffindor. <laughs> um, actors, directors, producers, technicians, and writers. Okay, okay. All right. Louis B. Mayer, the head of MGM. This is a quote from him that I found. He said... <laughs> I'm excited. I found the best way to handle filmmakers... Was by hanging medals all over them. If I got, cu- if I gave them cups and awards, they'd kill themselves to produce whatever I wanted. <laughs> so they wow. wanted to create something that people thought was a big deal and thought was really important and craved, so they could control what movies were
1: going to come out. That is yeah. devious and brilliant. Brilliant! I mean,
0: come on, we we, we its true. We will we, we'll go, we'll go wild. Over I get the something Oscars. shiny. <laughs> I get a shiny man. <laughs> the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences hosts a little show every year called the Oscars, and they recognize excellence in filmmaking. And been the ones running the show this whole time. And uh, yeah, excellence, excellence in filmmaking. So a lot of people will complain about. You know diversity in Mm. the Oscars Which I'll go into a lot later on here It's a very exclusive club It's secret and it is A pain in the ass to get
1: in Really? I don't really know that much about it To
0: be be in the Academy you have to either Have been nominated for an Oscar Which automatically makes you In there or you have to Be sponsored by two other people Who are already in the Academy Weird Yes so it's like a lots of approval, lots of stuff. It's it's a it's like a secret society, and it's hard to get in, and uh, it's not changing a lot.
1: How I th- many members at least are there? for a while, there?
0: for a long time. It changes, like I said, the amount of, it's secret, so some studies say there's 3,000, and some studies a little, little later say there's like 6,000, yeah, but I, I'll hella go into what the, <laughs> what the Academy looks like a little bit later on, but um, in 2016, Sam Smith won Best Original Song for his song, Writings on the Wall, Inspector, the James Bond film, and he said, I read an article a few months ago by Sir Ian McKellen. And he said that no openly gay man had ever won an Oscar. And um, if this is the case, even if it isn't the case,
1: I want to dedicate this to the LGBT community all around the world.
0: And this went all over the internet. So that was wrong. But he even, he prefaced it with, I might be wrong. So you know, I don't right, know why that's... people got on his butt about it. But uh, Ian McKellen said, no openly gay man has ever won best
1: actor. Uh, which is true. But um so who has who did so somebody who's an openly gay man has won an Oscar before. Him. There are
0: so many categories, so many gay people have won.
1: Gotcha. Other people have
0: won the best original song for a movie like Melissa Etheridge and some other people um Tons of best sound design and costume design and all those ones, the editing and things like that. Gotcha, 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 Lots of gay people have won those. So in this podcast, we're going to talk about best picture, best actor, best actress, best supporting actor, best supporting actress, kind of like the big ones. The big
1: ones everyone cares The
0: about. big ones, the ones that you're, like, you're snoozing until they get to, like, the big ones, you no know? The
1: offense to the more technical ones. Oh, yeah. Like, if I... Someday, one Oscar Best Editing, I would be over the moon. Best Sound Design, I would be thrilled. Thrilled. I carried around with me everywhere. We all know that those last few are like the ones that most people are tuning in for. Exactly. Most people can relate to it. A lot of people are like, "What is sound design? I don't know."
0: What is sound design in terms of LGBT Oscar first? With what? what like I said, the, the the biggies, the big ones. The very first one is Best Actor, nineteen fifty four to Marlon Brando, who's bisexual, closeted at the time, not out as a bisexual man, for his character as Terry Malloy in On the Waterfront.
1: It's much heavier than I imagined.
0: I wondered, I was like, did Marlon Brando ever officially come out, or is that just a thing? Like, I don't know, he's probably bisexual. Yeah, did he? Yeah, I mean, oh. I googled it, and he has a quote that says, Homosexuality is so much in fashion, it no longer makes news. Like, a large number of men, I too, have had homosexual experiences and i'm not ashamed i have never paid much attention to what people think about me really?
1: bam yeah that's pretty queer much man
0: true. bisexual man marlon brando won an, a- an oscar for best actor in 1954 okay in cool. the closet bam best uh, the first gay man to win best supporting actor his name is joel gray closeted at the time he was for in sure. cabaret
1: <laughs> um i feel like that's gonna be the like a a Refrain that we keep saying closeted at the time. Well, that's what. Yeah, no openly gay person has ever
0: won one any of the, of the biggies. One of the big ones ever. Mm. It's like it's almost like a death sentence, you know, if you're openly gay. Not I don't know. I'm not saying as of right now, but for a while, I'm, I'm I don't know. It just if they, these people were considered straight in the public eye when these when they won these um,
1: Oscars. Mm-hmm.
0: So that was 1972. In 1973, Tatum O'Neal, now someone who don't know, won Best Supporting Actress, who was the first bisexual woman to win this she was 10 years old when she won this award
1: <laughs> and so probably she, not out
0: <laughs> probably not out she was in the closet at the time um she's the youngest person to ever win a competitive academy award and you know she came out later saying i'm not one or the other i'm not gonna identify as anything i don't like labels but yes i, I and then she dated women so bisexual question mark she's a queer lady and uh but she won an oscar when she was 10. Nice. And that was the first time someone won Best Sporting Actress and was queer. In 1988, Jodie Foster became the first lesbian to win an Academy Award.
1: She wasn't out at the time. Closeted, closeted at, at the, the time.
0: time. <laughs> she won it for a role she played in The Accused and then 1991, a few years later, she won Best Actress again for playing Clary Starling in *The Silence of the Lambs.
1: This has been such an incredible year and um, I'd like to dedicate this award to All of the women who came before me who never had the chances that I've had, and the survivors and the pioneers and the outcasts. Um, and
0: she's the first lesbian to be awarded Best Leading Actress twice, both times in the closet. Right. Did she ever
1: officially come out? In
0: 2013, she addressed her coming out in a speech after receiving the Cecil B. DeMille Award, I think I'm pronouncing that right, at the 70th Golden Globe Awards, which led to many news outlets to describe her as gay, although some sources noted that she did not use the words gay or lesbian in her speech, but it was very veiled, but basically, she has a wife, basically.
1: Those very quaint days when a fragile young girl would open up to trusted friends and family, co-workers, and then gradually, proudly, to everyone who knew her, to everyone she actually met. But now, apparently, I'm told that every celebrity is expected to honor the details of their private life with a press conference,
0: a fragrance, and a primetime reality show. She's kind of... Openly gay, but will never say out loud, I'm gay. I don't know why. Maybe she has at this point, um, but to my knowledge, she never said, I'm a lesbian, but she, like, lives with her life partner, who's a woman.
1: <laughs> gotcha. Okay.
0: Oh, th- okay. That's In cool. the Closet, One Best Actress. Twice. In 1999, the first Kevin Spee <laughs> I'm going to bleep out his name, by the way, because he's a fucker. Um, mm. But Kevin Spanky <laughs> uh, won... Uh, best actor for his character in American Beauty, came out as a gay man on his statement addressing a sexual misconduct accusation by actor Anthony Rapp on 2017. In 2017, his timing was highly criticized by prominent members of the LGBT community. It was
1: super cringey. Super cringe. It was just, oh. What an asshole. Well, I'm, you know, queer, so it absolves me of everything I've done to people. No. Like... What is what does that have to do with this? These are not the same thing. Why are you Why are you bringing this up when you're addressing this accusation? Like, yeah, he's an asshole, and fuck him. Yeah, fuck the fact that he won Best Actor
0: 1999 <laughs> because fuck that guy. But yeah, also in the closet at the time did not come out till many years later. Till like 20 years later did he come out? But all these people came out like 20 30 years later after they won this Oscar, mm-hmm. especially the girl who was 10 at the time. Regardless of the specific people who are gay who win these awards, there are also gay movies being made. You know, gay movies have been being made for a long time. Like we've discussed in an earlier podcasts, old ass gay movies. You know, yeah. so um, were any of them ever nominated for anything ever? Nominated, yes. There's a whole list of things that have been nominated. I'm talking about the ones that won because the list of nominations were very big. Because I figure. Nominations are like crumbs you give people where it's like, Yeah, look at you, you got nominated. Mm-hmm. You didn't win though. That's too much. <laughs> That's too much. Gotcha. So gotcha. I mean we're yeah, that, I should have said that earlier. We're talking about the ones that have won. We're gonna talk next about um LGBT themed mu- movies.
1: I'm excited for that. The one
0: best picture.
1: We're skipping over all the little baby awards <laughs> and just coming about best picture. Honestly a little surprised that any one best picture, truthfully. I mean sure once you say the movie like, Oh yeah, I remember that one, but Right. Um, at this point, I'm just like, really? Wow, that's kind of surprising.
0: Lots of gay movies have
1: been nominated. You know, big ones. Brokeback Mountain, it was a big outrage
0: when oh, it didn't yeah. win. Did not win. It, it was something, like, Crash, I think, won that year. And it was just like, do you know what the movie Crash is? I have
1: no idea what no. It crashes. is. <laughs> I don't think it was very highly regarded.
0: I don't think people liked it that much. And it won over Brokeback Mountain, and people were mad. Mad about it. Mm. Makes sense. Um, in 1969, a movie called Midnight Cowboy... Um, A naive hustler travels from Texas to New York City to seek a personal fortune finding a new friend in the progress.
1: Midnight Cowboy is the only X-rated movie ever to win an Academy Award for best picture. Of course it's not a porno movie. It's tame compared to what you would see on cable television these days. It is in many ways a bleak, even despairing picture but it also has a lot of exuberance and a certain kind of unlikely charm. John Voight plays Joe Buck a naive hayseed who comes north from Texas to the big city with dreams of being a high-class gigolo. But this movie holds up because it explores a deep and universal theme. It's a story, a heroic story, of male friendship in which the hero, helped by his friend, reaches a new level of maturity and wisdom. In the progress? In the progress. (laughs) Finding a new friend in In the the progress. progress. This movie has gay themes.
0: Not overtly gay, but What's a gay theme? Well, Dustin Hoffman's in it, and he thought that this movie would ruin his career, because he says, 20 minutes into the movie, John Voight has a gay sex scene in the balcony with a kid who was played by uh, Bob
1: Balaban. When he says kid, I think he just means, like, bro. Um,
0: And people would get up at that point and just walk out of the theater. People walked out of the theater in droves.
1: There's a gay sex scene in a movie from 1969? Is that what you said? Wow. It was rated X. It was X-rated. It was the
0: only X-rated film ever. To win Best Picture.
1: Wow. Yep.
0: And it was actually directed by a gay man. So, points for that. Nice. Um, This movie in 1969 won Best Picture. Look at that. Midnight Cowboy. Midnight Cowboy. Don't know if it's a good movie or not. Haven't seen it.
1: No idea. And
0: then, you know, we're going to skip to 44 years later. (laughs) Oh my god. In 2016, when uh, Moonlight won Best Picture. A young African-American man grapples with his identity and sexuality while experiencing the everyday struggles of childhood, adolescence, and burgeoning adulthood. Barry Jenkins' Moonlight is the story of a sensitive young black man, Chiron, who feels pressured by his hyper-male Miami environment to deny his sexuality and true self. Told in three chapters following three phases of his life, the film stands out for both its form and its As content, how it's made and what the story is about, and the seamless way it marries that how and what together. And you know, that's a very gay movie. It has very, it's, it's a yeah. gay lead. Was it, it really be- that
1: many years in
0: between? 44 years between. Oh my between. god. It became the first film with an all-black cast, the first LGBTQ-related <sighs> film, like heavy-handed lead character film. Mm-hmm. And the second lowest grossing film, domestically, to win the Oscar for Best Picture. Wow. That's a lot of things. A lot of things. And, you know, whilst, uh, I mean, like, you know, the director, Barry Jenkins, he's straight, but he became the fourth black person to be nominated for Best Director and the second black person to direct a Best Picture winner. So, very cool, still. Great movie. 10 out of 10 would recommend.
1: Haven't seen it. It's really good. It's really sad. That's why I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, avoid, was, I avoid. I avoid touching these I was just like, am I am I ready to watch something that's gonna make me really sad? Mm, not today. And then I just keep saying that. <laughs> yeah, not today, me. And uh, that's it. That's it. That's all of them. That's all of them. Those two. Those are the
0: two, gay themed movies that have won Best Picture.
1: Really? That's it. That's all you get. Wow. So when I was like, I'm surprised any have one. It's because hardly any of one, mm-hmm. two have won.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow! How are you feeling? How do you feel so far? With everything you've learned so far.
1: Well, I think there should be more queer movies winning Oscars. That's that's a great <laughs> conclusion to come to. Honestly, <laughs> thus far, I'm I'm right there with you. Right, like uh, it's it's kind of surprising to me that it's only been two to win Best Picture. That's crazy. Yeah.
0: Like I said, a lot of them have been nominated. A lot of them have won other things. But yeah, Best Picture, not so much, not so much. Um, so Moonlight was a real big one, real big
1: one. Wow. So yeah, that was a pretty big deal. Man.
0: And you know what? Sometimes you just gotta, you know, take a break from all this serious sad talk. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna, we're gonna play a game called Hey, are they gay? Are you ready? Oh, I like it. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, dun. There's the game show music going. Are you ready? Dun, 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 dun. Do, 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 do. Hello everybody, we're gonna be playing a game here. Today. <laughs> I can't do it. Um yeah, so are you ready for this game, Maria? It's gonna be hey. so much fun. What's it called again? It's called Hey, are they gay? Hey, are they gay? Right, alright. All right. I'm done. These are going to be people who have won either best actor or best actress for gay characters or trans characters, queer characters. We're gonna ask, hey, are they gay? Like the actor? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. And we're going to go in chronological order. We're going to go oldest and newest. All right. In 1985, uh, William Hurt won Best Actor for his role of Louis Manila, I think I'm saying that correct, in Kiss of the Spider Woman, okay. one of the first gay characters to be celebrated with an Oscar for Best a- Best Actor. Um, this movie is about a gay man and a political prisoner together in prison and the gay man narrates the stories of two fake movies and his own life. Don't really understand the plot of the movie from that description. <laughs> feel like I nearly need to give it a watch because that sounds very out there and wild.
1: It only makes it worse. Why? Because I've fallen in love with you. I'm sorry, Valentine, I wish it hadn't happened. <sighs> I understand. Don't be ashamed. But, right... Yeah, All right, it's a little harder. This character
0: what it means. is, uh, you know, very, very effeminate, very,
1: very gay. Um, William hurt. Hey, is he gay? I'm gonna guess he's not. <laughs> he's
0: not. He's straight. Good job.
1: <laughs> little cheers from the crowd. Woo! Not not I think gay. This is gonna be a theme.
0: <laughs> well it's a game. It's a game, All right. So also, um this character is in prison for having sex with an underage boy. So, not only is he gay, but he's a pedophile. And this is the first movie that they have a prominent gay character win an Oscar. Okay. also a pedophile. That's great. Awesome. Thank you, representation. Way to get it started. Great job. Love it. I'm digging it. All right. The next one is uh, 1993, a little movie called Philadelphia. Ah. Yeah. Philadelphia. Got a lot of attention. Um. With uh, when a man with HIV is fired from his law firm because of his condition, he hires a homophobic small-time lawyer as the only willing advocate for a wrongful dismissal suit, and uh, that character was Andy Beckett, and he was play- played by Tom Hanks. Maria, Tom Hanks gay? Uh, not that I know. He's of. not. <laughs> He is not gay. He is a straight man. But it was one of the first mainstream Hollywood films to acknowledge HIV and AIDS, homosexuality, and homophobia. So it still did positive things.
1: I would not be standing here if it weren't for two very important men in my life. Two that I haven't spoken with in a while, but I had the pleasure of just the other evening, Mr. Raleigh Farnsworth, who was my high school drama teacher, and one of my classmates under Mr. Farnsworth, Mr. John Gilkerson. I mention their names because they are two of the finest gay Americans, two wonderful men that I had the good fortune to be associated with, to fall under their inspiration at such a young age. I wish my babies could have the same sort of teacher, the same sort of friends.
0: It's a pretty good movie. I haven't seen it in a while. It might be a little dated now.
1: Yeah, I... Don't know if I have ever seen it, actually, but I know what it is. like.
0: I did like it the first time I watched it, but it has been a minute. And we love Tom Hanks. He is our unproblematic fave that I know of right now. I think he's still unproblematic. And Whenever I say that, I'm like, have I checked? Have
1: I looked? I think there's still unproblem- some conspiracies about him, but they might just be, like, QAnon conspiracies. Oh, okay. About, um... He like eats or something. Like he was on oh, Jeffrey Epstein yeah. plane and went to the island. Oh shit! And shit. But I really the have moment no something comes, no The moment
0: something comes bad out about, out about him, cancel Tom Hanks. You out. You better be on your best behavior. We like you a lot. You're very sweet. So please just don't be. That. Don't be a pedophile. We'll, we'll
1: be on you. Cancelled. Out. Oh yeah, for sure. Gone. You'll be Audi. Audi like be. a belly button. So yeah, I don't know. be <laughs> um, like a belly button. <laughs> If I haven't ever actually took the time to look into any of those things. I've just heard things on the interweb, so but uh um, We'll see. We'll see. Gotta ask QAnon, what's up with Tom Hanks. <laughs> so
0: there's a quote from Tom Hanks, um that I thought was interesting. And he, he says in 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 regards to his character in Philadelphia. He says, there is this constant desire on the part of the studios to make characters likable. My screen persona is pretty much non-threatening. I have never been one to strike fear into anybody's hearts when I enter the room, first appear on screen. And uh, because of it, then this idea of a gay man with AIDS is not scary. It's something else, but it doesn't have to be scary. You don't have to be threatened by this man's presence. And part of it is because little Tommy Hanks is playing the role.
1: Makes sense. I yes. get it. Yeah, non-threatening straight you know. man. I mean, yeah, yes.
0: <laughs> it's fine. It's it, fine. Whatever. But I get it. Like you, know, I get. I it.
1: I understand his logic there. The logic there, and uh, maybe this is an unpopular opinion, but I don't really. I think it's okay for straight people to play gay characters mm-hmm. and gay people to play straight characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, in general, I do think there needs to be more queer actors in things, mm-hmm. and um. You know, I think that there needs to be more inclusion and representation and diversity and that if you can get someone gay to do it, then you should probably do that. But, I don't know, gay people play straight characters all the time. Do they? Yeah. We'll, see, we'll see how you feel by the
0: end of this podcast, Maria. <laughs> if you don't mind me saying. That's fine. I'm open to changing my mind. Alright, in 1999, Best Actress was won by Hilary Swank. For her role in Boys Don't Cry. Right. Where she plays Brandon Tina. A young trans man named Brandon Tina navigates love and life in rural Nebraska.
1: To think that this movie wouldn't have been
0: made three and a half years ago. Um, I want to thank the Academy for their support and recognition
1: of me and my work in a movie that is so important. And I am so proud to be a part of it. Carrie Barden, Jennifer McNamara for fighting for me. Uh, the casting directors.
0: Um, Larry Moss, my acting coach who without him I could have never given this performance. Thank you Larry. My mom who's up there somewhere. And last but certainly not least I want to thank Brandon Tina for being such an inspiration to us all. Uh, His legacy lives on through our movie to remind us to always be ourselves. Maria. Is she trans? <laughs> is she queer? Is she genderqueer? Or is she a cisgender heterosexual
1: woman? That Pretty is the Pretty sure she is a cisgender heterosexual woman.
0: Cishet lady, Hillary Swank. That is correct. You are correct. She is a woman playing a trans man. And she says, uh, this is a quote from her, from fairly recently, because movie came out in 1999. She said, 21 years later, not only are trans people having their lives and living, thankfully... We still have a long way to go in their safety and their inclusivity. We now have a bunch of trans actors who would obviously be a lot more right for the role and have the opportunity to actually audition for the role. That is the closest she's ever gotten to saying someone who wasn't me, who wasn't sis, should play this character. She said, obviously be a lot more right for the role. So she's like, listen, guys, I think I did a good job, okay? Get off my bag. Yeah, I'm a lady. Whatever, but hey, I won best actress. I think I did a pretty damn good job.
1: (laughs) I do think that trans actors should play trans characters. Your gender is like who you are, your sexuality is who you like. Let's say this actor who is straight plays a gay character, and then later they come out as bi. Like, you don't, you don't, it's just, gender is who you are, and I don't think we need more cis guys playing trans women we should get trans women to play trans women because first of all agreed um it will they're not going to be winning oscars because oh they're so good at being trans and pretending to be trans no they're gonna be winning oscars because oh they're so good at the role they're playing not just Uh pretending to be trans because that's like a whole level of acting trans characters should be played by trans actors that's what i got
0: agree that trans people should play trans people I think we're in a little bit different neighborhoods when it comes to gay people, queer people, uh, playing other gay characters and queer characters. I'm fine with the art of acting pretending to be somebody that you're not. After the end of this, you'll see that it's just a fucking train wreck. You know, it's it's wild. And I just Got am you. tired of it. I'm over it. And I'm ready to see something different. Okay. I like it. In 2002, Nicole Kidman, um won Best Actress for playing Virginia Woolf in The Hours. And Virginia Woolf is a queer lady. Um, and uh, the st- in, the, in The Hours, it's uh, the story of how the novel Mrs. Dalloway affects three generations of women, all whom, in one way or another, have had to deal with suicide in their lives. I've not seen this movie, but I know for a fact Nicole Kidman is straight. <laughs> playing a, 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 a queer lady, and she won Best Actress for playing this queer lady. Nicole Kidman Good job on playing this queer lady. You did great. You did great. You did great. Hey, is she gay? Hey, is she gay? Maria, Nicole Kim, is she gay? No. No, she's not. (laughs) She's not gay. You're correct. In 2003, the winner of Best Actress for playing the character Eileen Warnos from the movie Monster. This is a real life person, a biopic. Based on the life of Eileen Warnos, a Daytona Beach sex worker who became a serial killer and who is a lesbian, right?
1: Serial killer, Korea. lesbian, same. You know, same thing. Really. I have a
0: question for you. Mm-hmm. Is Charlize Theron gay?
1: <laughs> I'm gonna say no.
0: She's not. <laughs> Charlize Theron's not gay. She's a straight lady. Charlize Theron. Charlize Theron. I've heard every single possible. Pronunciation, pronunciation of that word. Yeah. How about you say Charlie's and I'll say Charlie's and then that way we'll be half right. One <laughs> of us will be. How to pronounce Charlie's Theron. Well, that was it. Charlie's Theron. Charlie's Theron. Not Charlize Theron, but Charlie's Theron. She is straight. She said. Well, here's the thing. I actually don't even care because she's really badass and she's a huge advocate for the queer community and she's played a lot of queer ladies, uh, which is like, I'm not saying it's a good or bad thing, but it's, uh, she's like really revered in the gay community as someone I mean, who's, you
1: representation know. is still representation. You know, a lot <laughs> of these, a lot of these movies you're talking about, you know, has still brought awareness and representation and did a lot of good, even if they wouldn't be made the same now as they were then. Like, Boys Don't Cry. Even if it wouldn't be made the same now as it was then, it still did a lot of good that it existed the way it was.
0: And that's true. But there is something about looking back at history and noticing patterns and recognizing the problematic systems that they exist in.
1: Yeah, but you just gotta look at both. You gotta be like, take the good and the bad. Be like, this did this amount Do of Do I good. gotta? Do I gotta, yeah. Maria? Yeah, you gotta see the progress that was made by something. You have to be like, this good came out of Acknowledge this. Acknowledge it. And then you also have Take to Take five steps
0: back and see the, the, the see the big picture and see the problematic patterns that are there.
1: I would say the big picture would be the progress, and then you also... But you do need to look at the problematic ways that the progress was made so that you can fix that. I just don't want to hand out too many
0: trophies to people for, um... Oh, you did such a great job on the gay community... Whilst the gay, whole gay community sits on the sidelines and watches other people represent right. them and speak for oh, them look. and tell their stories. Like, gay people are okay, says all the straight people. And I'm like, The straight people writing Yay. it, the straight people acting it, the straight exactly. people producing it. it,
1: it <laughs> made for straight people. And, you know,
0: the gay people are <laughs> sitting on their little lawn chairs outside, being like, they're doing lots of good here! They're saying that we're good now! Right.
1: I guess I'm saying, like, I judge less older stuff that was groundbreaking and trailblazing then I do modern stuff. Modern stuff should... No, there should be queer people making the movie. They should be in the writing, in the production, as actors. There should be queer people from step one to step last, all the way through the movie-making process. That's how it should be now. And there is no excuse, especially if you're writing a queer story, to not have queer people making this movie. No excuse at all. Anymore. I know, because... but our,
0: our right now, our current, <clears throat> is going to be our kids and our grandkids. Oh, I wasn't that bad. I mean, they were trying, blah, blah, blah. And, like, I feel like we we throw a lot of forgiveness to stuff that was out 10, 15 years ago, which was not that long ago. And I feel like people knew better and have always known better, and we throw a lot of leeway their way. But I also agree with you because our first episode we talked all about The very first specks of gay representation in early Hollywood, and I was salivating all over it because I love a a queer character in an old 1950s black and white movie. I love it. I live for it. I'm here for it. Even though it was not always done in the best way or was done really hidden because they couldn't get away with it and all this bad stuff surrounding it, I'm like, yes, bam, archaeological dig, I found a femur, bam, (laughs) you know? Like, I love
1: it. Yeah. And the thing is, like... You need to be able to recognize the cringy, problematic stuff and be like, we shouldn't do it that way anymore. That's mm-hmm. a bad way to do it. At the same time, I think that you can appreciate the good that was trying to be done and appreciate the good that did come out of it, but also realize the negative stereotypes that they were still, um, what's the word? Perpetuating. Perpetuating. Thank you um, and stuff like that, or the fact that, you know, there weren't any queer people at all included in any of the filmmaking process, Mm -hmm. all that type of stuff, you can be like, that is not good. Yeah, as things creep
0: on into the 90s and early 2000s, my forgiveness kind of goes out the window. I'm like, okay, 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 Hilary Swank, you vaguely said that... Well, trans people weren't really around back then. And obviously now we would do it different, but maybe then we then today we might be able to find someone who would do maybe equally as good of a job I did. Maybe. (laughs) Is what Hilary Swank thinks. So it's like, okay, okay, Hilary Swank. All right. Good job on your little movie that you made there. Whatever, man. I don't know. Just kind of, it kind of pisses me off that they just cast this
1: beautiful
0: woman, famous actress, to play this, this, this trans man. It, it irritates the shit out of me.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, there'd be... Like, if somebody tried to do that now, I'd be like, what is wrong with Well, they are doing too? it
0: now. I mean, like, how long ago did
1: Dallas Buyers Club
0: come out? That was Jared Leto. That's
1: true. That uh, there's probably
0: some... In, more recent than that's
1: what I'm thinking of right now, but that was fucking three um, years ago, four yeah, years ago, There was like that. the Danish Girl, same the thing. The Danish Girl,
0: that was 2018, I think, that came out. It's not very so long ago. So, that was three years ago.
1: Uh, yeah. There was the one with, uh, so there is L. Fanny?
0: That one didn't get super big, but yeah, that one was, uh, she, she played a, a, a trans boy. hmm But, yeah, that... It's still happening, still happening. I mean, just like within the last five minutes, I want to <laughs> say, as TV, because it's a little safer on TV because you're not risking as much money um, to to make. You you see progress in TV before you see it in movies because it's less risky. So in TV, you're we're starting to see. More non-binary characters and genderqueer characters and trans people being played by trans people. These non-binary characters being played by trans actors. We, you see that
1: mm-hmm.
0: a lot more in, in TV and streaming services.
1: That's in movies, I... they
0: still want to cast... Jared Leto. Jared Leto. And mm-hmm. I don't know why, but also because they want to cast big names in these things. And, like, the only big names that your general straight audience is going to think of when it comes to, like trans women, for example, would be like the Laverne Cox, maybe. And what's her name? Caitlyn Jenner. Mm-hmm. You're going to have Caitlyn Jenner next to Matthew McConaughey and Dallas Buyers Club. No, no. People, no. That would, People yeah. are just not, there's not enough of those types of people
1: well there's still there's still whitewashing roles to have big names and things. Like yeah. There's a long way to go in a lot of areas with <sighs> movies.
0: I'm saying this is not something that like we should be so forgiving of just yet because it's still hella happening so hard. Anyway. So
1: be mad about it. Be mad is okay. what I'm saying. Gotcha. You don't have to be mad. <laughs>
0: I'll I'll be
1: bad cop. You can be good cop. That's how this
0: podcast will work. We'll like have these different energies going on.
1: I mean, I think that those those movies that you mentioned that came out a few years ago, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of silly. Like, why why are you doing it that way? Come on, for reals. Yeah. Um, Boys Don't Cry. That was a long time ago. That was 1999. That was a long time ago,
0: and. Well, it's the same sin they're committing now, so why are we forgiving with that one but not forgiving with these ones? I guess
1: because, um... It's the same bullshit. The world was The world would have been fine. No, no, no. The world was worse than for trans people. It was a worse world. There probably were not as many out trans actors at the time. There probably were. No, agreed. I know. Still a lot of people pissed about it. Sure, though. that's fine. There's a quote Also, from- that kind of half-ass, sort of, almost not really apology by Hilary Swank. Wasn't, well, it definitely wasn't an apology. It kind of,
0: yeah. It was maybe saying that a trans person could have possibly done it, an also good job at that role. I mean,
1: why couldn't she just say, oh yeah, if we were doing it now, we would definitely have casted a trans person. We did the best we could. Uh, I mean, come on. Because she won an Oscar for
0: it, and it's on her mantle, and she looks at it and goes, well- I deserve that, so there we go. Um, Charlie Theron, mm-hmm. I have a really cool quote from her. It's interesting, I think. She said, I experimented and I did what I think every young person should do feel brave enough and free enough in order to figure it out. She's talking about sexuality, by the way. It's not like the stuff is laid out on a piece of paper for us. We have to kind of go through life and until you have certain experiences, you don't really know who you are. I was just lucky that I grew up in a house where my mom was never scared of those things. My mom always said, Figure it out. I don't want you to be me. Go figure it out what it is for you. And I think it was because of that I got to share those things with her. When I did go on those explorations, I had this person that I could share it with, that I felt safe with, who wasn't going to judge me or label me, but it turns out, ah, I'm straight. It's a little bit of a bummer.
1: (laughs) Ah, I'm straight.
0: Gosh, that's Mom, I experimented with women the other day. It
1: was wild. What do you think? And you know what? I'm not into it. (laughs) Good for
0: you, honey, for trying new things. Yeah, that's a, a little bit quote. of a bummer. I like that a
1: lot. <laughs> um, I really do like her a lot. She's really cool. She's Did we really watched Mad Max the other day. Oh, I was just thinking the other day about that movie. Oh, it's really good. <sighs> so good. You should watch it. Yeah. Bridget,
0: would you? Bridget, it's you on HBO it? Max. Two thousand five. Um, this movie called Capote came out about Truman Capote, who is a gay man, played by Philip Seymour Hoffman. Maria. Hey, is he gay? Okay? No. No, he's not. Okay. <laughs> he's not. Philip Seymour Hoffman, good actor, um, has unfortunately passed away. Um, he uh, has played at least three gay characters and has been recognized for bringing a certain element of sexual ambili- uh, sexual ambiguity to otherwise seemingly straight characters. On his own, his decision to do that, he was very comfortable with sexuality uh in terms of acting and characters he played like he made st- characters that otherwise would have been straight he made them more questionable about their sexuality as an acting choice just for shits and gigs So i like it very highly regarded by the queer community from what i can find um so in this movie it's about Truman capote who's writing about the his, he's writing his book in cold blood and it's about his life whilst he's writing the book and straight phillips morhoffman plays that character. But like I said, he's played at least three canon gay characters
1: that I know of. And, you know, great, good actor.
0: See, this is- I I I guess this is
1: what what I'm saying when I'm like, I'm okay with straight people playing gay characters. It's not that I'm like, I mean, yes, we need to intentionally increase diversity and include queer people in the whole filmmaking process. Yes, absolutely. But- you know, you also have these actors who just, like, play any sexuality, whatever, and are, it just, it does so much good, and it's so great, and we love them so much, like, Natasha Lyonne, straighty straight, the best I lesbian, I wouldn't though. say
0: straighty straight,
1: but I don't- Isn't she? I'm pretty sure she said that she is. I-, I I'm just, pretty sure she's explicitly she said, said that
0: she said is. She said she's- Experimented for sure She just seems so gay I don't know I don't think she's ever said I am a straight lady I only like men I only <laughs> sleep with men And I will hold on to that To the day I die That's fine Whatever you need to do <laughs> Whatever the, I need to do To be happy
1: But the point is She's great And her characters are great I mean I'm a But I'm a cheerleader I mean come on like it's I adore so, Natasha Lyonne So Leanne. good Or like Before Aubrey, Aubrey Plaza Came out as some kind of queer She played lesbians You know Before you she kn- did? yes. Yeah, she is a lesbian with Natasha Leone in a movie. Yes. But um, she's
0: bisexual, so she gets married.
1: Right, but she hadn't come out yet. Then maybe Natasha Leone
0: hasn't officially come out as bisexual.
1: The point is...
0: <laughs>
1: um, I will hold on to that forever. I don't think you should be like, you don't get to play this role because you're straight. Because first of all, you don't know they're straight. And second of all... Come on. Now, that being said, I think I that know. if you are writing a queer movie... Um, There should be queer people writing it. There should be queer people involved with producing and directing. And there should be queer people in the movie. Maybe not every role necessarily matches up the character sexuality with the actor sexuality, but those other things have to be there.
0: Good cop, bad cop. Good job of being good cop. (laughs) You're very nice and very uh, lenient and you're very palatable for that part of our audience. And I'm mad for the mad audience so you can latch on to one of us i like it all right 2008 um a little movie called milk came out Uh about politician harvey milk who was gay he's a gay man he's a gay politician the story of harvey milk and his struggles as an american gay activist who fought for gay rights and became california's first openly gay
1: elected official that
0: blurb has the word gay in it three times.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, you were just reading something that was yes. already written? That is all, That was all already
0: written, written that way.
1: If homosexuals are allowed their civil rights, then so would prostitutes or thieves or anyone else. I'm not gonna be forced out of San Francisco by social deviants and incorrigibles. We need one of our own in office. We could have a revolution here.
0: Um, and that character is played by Sean Penn. Maria, hey, hey! Wait a minute, wait a minute. Hey. Hey. Hey.
1: Hey. Is Sean Penn gay? No. No.
0: He's not. He's a straight man who won Best Actor for playing a gay man really well. He really seemed gay. Oh my god. Let's give him an Oscar. Let's give him an Oscar. He I, I was convinced that he was gay. I'm shocked that he wasn't. Um, Sean Penn prepped each morning of that shoot. By having gay sex. Just to get into character. <laughs> he swears. He prepped each morning with a plate of spicy chicken wings and jammed out to the 1982 hit, It's Raining Men, or as he calls it, Homosexuality by Musical Hypnosis. What? He got into character by eating spicy (laughs) wings and jamming out to It's Raining Men.
1: Whatever works, I guess. You are so (laughs) nice,
0: Maria! This is weird, okay? He is jamming out to to, a gay anthem in order to get into the gay headspace. headspace. He might as well be having gay sex, like you said, every morning in order to get into this Honestly,
1: it's kind of weird that he focused on that instead of just how to be Harvey Milk. Like what's Harry Milk exactly. like? Exactly. This is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying is that they get awarded like, for if it was a gay man exactly. playing that role, he wouldn't have to jam out to its reign of men. He'd already know what it is to be gay and he'd be just actually just trying to play well, the if role If he was playing a, Milk. if he was playing a straight politician,
0: you know, he wouldn't be out there pumping iron and cooking outside in order <laughs> to get into a straight headspace. Exactly. Whether or not he was a gay actor or whatever. To, like, get into the straight headspace of this character. He would think about the fact that he was a politician, and yada, yada, yada. I don't know. But yeah. that was very weird to me. That's
1: super weird. Especially
0: the spicy wings part. I love that he included that. He was like, "A spicy wings. I listened to It's Raining Men. Got into the... Try to convince myself. Yes. You're gay, you're gay. Cock. So, tell me dicks. about Harvey
1: Milk. Uh... I don't know, he's gay? Dick. That's all I know.
0: <laughs> he liked chicken wings and dick. That's all I know. Chicken wings and dick. All right. What else so that, do you need? That was in 20... 20 uh, sorry. 2008. Ten years later. We cut to ten years later. Uh, 2018. Um, the movie Bohemian Rhapsody comes out. It is the story of legendary British rock band Queen and lead sing- singer... Freddie Mercury, leading up to their famous performance at Live Aid. Rami Malek, which I always thought was Rami. Rami Malek played Freddie Mercury, who is a queer icon. Very gay. Very gay mustachioed gay human. Um,
1: Maria, I have a question. (laughs) Hey! Is Rami Malek is is he gay? God, I was trying to think of a cool pun. Something to do with Rammy. Ramming? (laughs) Is he gay? Um, I'm gonna say he's not gay. No, he's
0: not. Mm. He's never officially said, I'm a straight man. Because I googled all these. I didn't want to say someone was straight if they weren't. Even if they didn't officially, like, have a boyfriend or something at the time. But he's never said, I am straight, but he is dating a woman.
1: And, um... Has never said anything about not being He's straight. He's
0: never said anything about not being straight. So there. Bohemian Rhapsody. Not my favorite movie. <laughs> I talked about this before. I went on a huge rant in our, one of our podcasts that I edited out because I talked way too much about how I didn't like Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, wasn't that great for the movie. It was very critically acclaimed. <laughs> so maybe I just have terrible taste. That's probably it. That's probably it. Mm-hmm. Alright, so that same year, 2018, Best Actress. So, one year, Best Actor and Best Actress Both were won for playing Gay characters So, um, it was the favorite Oh yeah Queen Anne Mm -hmm. Was a queer lady I'm not gonna say she's a lesbian because she has a husband in it But she does have lots of gay sex on screen (laughs) I'll say like twice, she has gay sex Um, (laughs) played by Olivia Colman Adorable Maria, uh, uh, Is is Olivia Colman gay?
1: Olivia Coleman is not gay, but she is adorable. Adorable, very straight. And, like, so, she's adorable, and we love her.
0: (laughs) I will protect her at all costs. Um, But this is a quote I found from her, which is the straightest thing I've ever heard. Oh, God. But adorable. At the same time. Love scenes with women are much easier in my head. I wasn't being unfaithful to my husband. Kissing a man just feels awful. You feel like you're being naughty. Kissing a woman is just, it just laughs, giggles. That sounds naughty too. (laughs) And it's just cute and something no gay lady would ever say. So... Uh, That's so true. Yes. The favorite, 10 out of 10 would recommend. 10 out of 10 would recommend the favorite.
1: Very good. I've realized going through all these that I haven't actually seen a lot of Academy Award winning gay movies. I, I have only seen, seen all, all of the, these, like the bad ones. <laughs> the bad ones, but most of these I actually
0: have not seen. I've seen about half of these, I would say, maybe less than half. But um, some of them I haven't
1: seen. I mean, some I've about, seen. Like, Boys like, Don't Cry, Philadelphia, The favorite, favorite, Bohemian them, Rhapsody. I know who's in them. We're talking
0: at the same um, time.
1: It's great. It's, yeah, <laughs>
0: this is when people can just listen to their favorites.
1: <laughs>
0: so that is all of them. That is every single queer character that has been regarded. um... That has been, the actor has been celebrated for playing a queer character. And every single Single one one of of them them was straight. straight. Never has even a, so it's just these, every movie that has progress in the queer community because it's representing a gay person's story was played by straight people. And that's what I'm talking about. Probably written and
1: directed by straight people. Probably.
0: And it drives me fucking crazy. It drives me crazy.
1: I'm pretty sure that Carol's written and directed by... A straight woman. No, a guy. I thought it was a woman. I'm pretty sure it's a dude. You're probably right. I don't know that much about it. And though. I'm pretty sure the actresses in it are also straight. Again, Cate Blanchett's
0: another person who I will hold on to the, the little sliver of doubt that they might be queer for the rest of my life. But yeah, every single one of these characters, every single one of these biopics and these movies about these gay people's lives and all this stuff that made so many people sympathize with the gay experience and... Celebrate these gay people, blah, 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 that were treated so badly, played by straight people. Which, like you said, in theory is fine. But after the entire history of the Academy Awards,
1: not one single queer person has ever won anything for playing a queer role.
0: Or even any role. No openly gay person has won an award after coming out of the closet for whatever role. So the fact that these gay roles were celebrated and awarded by straight actors—it's like you said—it's fine.
1: It's fine. No, but it's I get whatever. You, it drives it's, me fucking nuts. It's awarding though. their ability to pretend to be gay, yeah. and it's like maybe we and should no. just focus on the character.
0: Well, like I, what the. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, like I'm saying, like I like a lot of these movies. Some of these movies are fucking dope. They're mm-hmm. good movies. A lot of these actors I think are awesome really good at their craft awesome people Rami Malek is an awesome dude that I know of I love Olivia Colman I love Tom Hanks but he doesn't eat babies or whatever <laughs> love the check on check in on that Tom Hanks but you know, I'm not saying oh I'm mad and I'm gay because I want gay people to blah 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 play all these characters it's like like you said in theory it's fine acting is just people dressing up and pretending to be other people I'm not going to get in too much of a hissy fit about it, even though it is my life's passion and I have a whole <laughs> podcast about it. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. But it does affect society. It does affect what our culture looks like. And I think now is probably the, the when I would like to see
1: for from now on out. When you so far, we've just basically <sighs> never had queer actors playing queer roles. Essentially, mm-hmm. in the history of the Academy Awards, it's not happened. We also haven't had any openly queer people win
0: mm-hmm. any of
1: the big ones like mm-hmm. Best Actor, Best Actress. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, there is a problem. It, yes, there is. Yes. So, sure, you're right. Like we were saying, in theory, yeah, whatever. Acting is pretending, so who cares? But, while playing dress-up and playing right, pretend. If, if the results are there are never any queer people winning Academy Awards, and there's never even any queer people playing the queer roles, and it's just the straight people playing queer roles who win awards, it's it annoying. It can get kind of It's frustrating. Sometimes. It's a lot. Will
0: I be watching it every year whilst eating popcorn? Maybe, but after a while, maybe not, because I might just get too annoyed and be like, you know what, Some,
1: we need to stop giving money to these people by watching. But anyway... Well, did you hear about the new rules for the Academy Awards? That's what I'm just about Yay! to talk about! Are you ready? I'm ready. You think I didn't do my research? Are you ready? I actually just now remembered that in this very second. Wow!
0: Yeah. So, yeah, like, like I said at the beginning, Ian McKellen said, no openly gay man has ever won the Oscar. I wonder if that is prejudice or chance. He says, he continues to speak on diversity in the Academy by saying, if you are trying to have a career... As a black or Hispanic actor in California where white people are now the minority and you are being judged by an academy where the vast majority are white, male, middle-aged, and old, well, perhaps that is the wrong yardstick, says Ian McKellen. He's commented a lot on this because he's been nominated lots of times and had a little notebook or note in his pocket about, I, you know, being the first gay man to win an Oscar, blah, 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 openly gay man, and... He's never been able to do that because he's never won an Oscar for anything. And he's a great actor. But, uh, yeah, so. Wow. Wow. And he's also just kind of great. Yeah, great dude. In February 2012, the LA Times published an in-depth investigation of the Oscars and found that at the time, 94% of voters were white. 94% 94%.
1: Ninety-four percent of
0: voters were white.
1: Man, when they said Oscar's so white, they didn't even realize <sighs> oh. how white.
0: <laughs> and seventy-seven percent were male. Plus, the median age of voters was sixty-two. Sixty-two-year-old white men. Only fourteen percent of voters were even under fifty at the time. That was two thousand twelve. Wow.
1: Um, So when Ian McKellen was like, they're all old white men, he wasn't joking. He he wasn't joking.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This problem received a lot of attention after the announcement of nominees in January 2016, when many people noticed that for the second year in a row, every single acting nominee was white. To fix this problem, the Academy announced later that month that it would be changing the rules for membership selection to, in their words, double the amount of diverse members of the Academy by 2020, from two to four. I'm kidding. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> so five Wait, years. So that's about the the members, though. That's not about the rules for the movies. No, yeah, that's the members
0: because the movies they get picked are by the members, so it's pretty important about that the members themselves are diverse. Right. From um, two to four. <laughs> yeah. Five years after the. Hashtag Oscars so white controversy began. The Academy of Motion Pictures Arts and Sciences announced that it has added 819 new members and met its diversity goals, but the members were still mostly white at that time. So now, as it, of September 2020, sorry, what were you, do you have a do you have a comment? Uh, that was five years ago. What?
1: The the Oscars so white thing. The
0: that yes oh my that was gosh. wait that was 2016. So yes, five years ago. Oh so at that well, and then. Five years later, well, this is before the most recent announcement. So, it was like, we we reached our goals. <laughs> People were like, ah, you still are mostly white old men, though. So, what goals did you have in the first place? Right. So, this is very recent. My voice cracked a little bit there. This is very recent. <laughs> I'm a boy going through puberty. In September of 2020, Variety posted an article that stated that the Academy... This is where I'm getting my information from, is the variety. In September 2020, the Academy announced new rules that require pro- producers to make diversity and representation a priority for future productions by hiring more LGBTQ people, women, people of color, and those with cognitive or physical disabilities. The Academy stated that the new standards will come into effect for the 96th Academy Awards in 2024. Which I don't know why it has to take that long.
1: But right, they're making movies uh, every they're year. They're making
0: movies now, but okay. For a film to be included, for this is the standard, the requirement now. For a film to be included in the Best Picture category in 2024, it must meet at least two of the Academy's four new standards. The first standard deals with the content and casting of films and mandates that studios cast at least one of the film's lead actors or significant supporting actor from an underrepresented racial or ethnic group. Yeah, including uh, uh, Asian, Hispanic, Latinx, uh, African-American, Indigenous, Native American, Alaskan, Native Middle Eastern, North African, Native Hawaiian, or other Pacific Islander or other underrepresented race or ethnicity. So that's wild. That's fucking dope. Wow. That's Alternatively, awesome. at least 30% of actors in the secondary and minor roles must be from at least two of the following underrepresented uh, groups. Women, racial, ethnic group, LGBTQ+, people with cognitive or physical disabilities, or that are deaf or hard of hearing.
1: Honestly, the movies in 2024 are probably going to be way more interesting. They're going to be fucking dope, dude. These are going to be awesome movies. It's not, it's not just going to be about <coughs> old white men. Coming out of retirement. (laughs) I know. For one less job.
0: Or, the main storyline or theme or narrative must be centered on an underrepresented group, including those groups listed in the second category. The second standard highlights hiring practices for Best Picture nominees, requiring at least two creative leadership positions and department leads to include LGBTQ people, women, a person from an underrepresented racial or ethnic group, or a person with a disability. For the creative
1: For t- uh, at lead, least what are they talking about like two creative directors? leadership positions, like writer, director, which is probably
0: pretty vague, but yeah, two creative leadership positions.
1: Okay. And so they have to have somebody from one of those yes. underrepresented groups be one of the creative mm-hmm. leaders.
0: Alternatively, this standard could be met with six other crew and technical positions featuring a presentation or at least 30% of the film's overall crew. So if no one in the big roles so if it's met that but 30% of someone's crew was from that group.
1: So you know, it, you could still have your Steven Spielberg being the director within
0: his and his all his white friends. And all his white friends being but the director. But 30% of his crew have to be gay to be- or Hispanic or Something of that nature.
1: One of those underrepresented groups. Yes. Gotcha.
0: The third standard is related to industry access, requiring paid apprenticeships, interns, and work opportunities and training for members of underrepresented groups. And the fourth standard mandates that the studio behind the film has multiple in-house senior executives from underrepresented groups. So those are four standards and you only have to meet two of them. Unless I'm misunderstanding this, I'm pretty fucking stoked. Yeah. That's cool to me.
1: Honestly, you're gonna have to, they're gonna have to get more creative to make more interesting stories about people who we don't usually see stories about. That's what's gonna happen. Which will be really cool. We're just like better made honestly, movies
0: because they're made by different people right, who haven't had the opportunity view, to right? make Who're these just, movies before. Exactly. Even if they're not all groundbreaking movies about these underrepresented groups, they're gonna be better made movies because they're, we're hearing from people who are probably really good at making movies. They just haven't really had the opportunity to make these movies yet.
1: Yeah, like, new and fresh perspectives that we haven't seen before. New filmmakers. Because all we've been seeing is the (coughs) same five white guys over and over again. No offense to those five white guys. And I
0: guarantee they will find a loophole in these standards and we'll have to deal with more more bullshit at some point because they're going to weasel their way through. (laughs) Like, ah, see, I technically met your standards, see? You know, Um. all of my, you know, sound people and all of my (laughs) boom operators and stuff are... Are gay people who have dyslexia (laughs) (laughs) all every single one is a gay man with dyslexia every single one so so yeah but meeting at least two of these standards can uh, it 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 can then be considered for best picture and I don't know about any of the other categories but best picture this is just
1: everybody wants to to be best best picture picture, though everybody Everybody wants to be best picture. Um, so honestly, this could have a really positive outcome that would make more interesting movies with new stories that we haven't seen before. They won't, you know, all just be the same exact thing over and over and over again like we have been having. So
0: I think it is definitely a good
1: move like push i in the said
0: right i'm still because it's the
1: oscars and it's a bunch of old white men so
0: <sighs> whenever a bunch of old white men make a promise to be better i'm like huh, ah, cool eh, good sure. job i'm gonna we'll wait see. i'm gonna wait we'll see show me first also why is it gonna take why 2024 years? Right? why is it gonna take so long but also I-, I like what you're saying let me see it and then, then i'll believe it then i'll believe it And let me see it done correctly, because I like all these rules, but like I said, someone's going to weasel their way through (laughs) all of this shit, I guarantee it. So yeah, Academy President David Rubin and Academy CEO Don Hudson said in a joint statement, The aperture must widen to... I like the film terms that they're using. I bet this whole statement is filled with film puns. I was ready for it. (laughs) The aperture must widen to reflect our diverse global population and both the creation of motion pictures and in the audiences who connect with them. The Academy is committed to playing a vital role in helping make this a reality. And you know what, folks? If they don't do it, let's stop fucking watching the Oscars. Right there with you. As a group... They've
1: made a pretty big promise. They have made a
0: pretty big promise. And if they don't stick to it, then let's stop watching. Because, you know, their ratings have gone up and down. And believe me, they have changed how they did things depending on whether or not people were giving a shit and watching movies. Well,
1: that's all they care about.
0: Yeah. So if we stop. It's all just about money. It's all just about money. So, you know, if we stop watching, then that will, uh, at the very least, make them mad. So um, let's see. Let's see how they do. You know, we're, we're looking at you, Oscar. We're looking at you, Oscar. We're looking at you and your beady little gold eyes. And if you, you don't... Naked gold body. your naked gold body. <laughs> we're looking at you. And uh, you better, uh, you better shape up. You better shape
1: up. You better shape up. Better shape up. <laughs> right, Oscar? I like it.
0: <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Yeah. So we're gonna, we're
1: gonna buckle up, we're gonna watch, uh... The new hashtag will just be, fuck the Oscars. Fuck
0: the Oscars. You heard it here first. <laughs> so we're gonna, we're gonna watch we'll the Oscars and we're gonna, you know, play our little game probably and drink our little drinks and eat our little snacks and, uh, we'll see how, we'll see how it looks this year, but, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm thin ice. It's been what? How many years? Star 1926, like 90 years or some shit
1: <laughs> like okay you it's have officially
0: time. gone out of Oscar puberty gone through Oscar adulthood and we're holding you to grown up Oscar standards you know agreed 100% don't make us get mad at you because we, we're don't already make me come back there no don't make me come back I don't will make me turn
1: this car around i will turn this car around i swear to god <laughs>
0: Any final thoughts, Maria?
1: I am uh, slightly amused by the idea of watching the Oscars with you again. Slightly amused. (laughs) My interest in this is low to moderate, but... (laughs) It will be a distracting way to spend an evening. Jesus, do you not like hanging out with me? Good (laughs) lord. Hanging out with you is fine. The Oscars is just, yeah, it's something. Okay, Um, fine. No, um, of course, always hanging out. Our tradition it's great, It's mm-hmm. great fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will enjoy it. I'm hoping for lots of awkwardness um, on live TV. I'm, I'm
0: hoping it will be a cringe fest.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, I for want sure. to see people do just weird things on stage on live TV. And I want to see people trip a little just bit. Go, not anyone get hurt, but you know, falling down a little bit. Yeah, we don't want anyone to get hurt. Or I like just it when they, they bring... or anything. But we want we want some giggles. My favorite is when they bring old. Old
0: actors up on stage because, you know, they've lived a great life in Hollywood and been in many great things, and they make them read something and pronounce some name that is not John Smith, basically, <laughs> and they have to be like, ah. And, Why am I up here? Why am I here? Where am I? Yeah, it's uh, my favorite. Um, not to be ageist. Is that ageist? God, I like old people. I love the Golden Girls. Um, I just like watching the, the old people get the opportunity to be on stage. And, you know. yeah. yeah, that was a really great save. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. That was good. Um, yeah, Maria, I've had a great time. Yes. This um, has I can't been wait to watch the Oscars with fun. you. <laughs> <laughs> this
1: has been... Fine. A fine I'm way to spend an evening. That's even a fine way to spend my evening. Jeez, Louise. I am excited. I would just feel weird saying I'm excited for the Oscars because it's sorta of like watching reality television. I enjoy it. Am I excited for it? Yes. I don't know. I'm excited for the cringe. And But um, I do enjoy it and I'm I am prepared to enjoy it with
0: you. I'm a little excited to get mad. I kinda like being mad and um, <laughs> I'm either gonna be angry disappointed or excited happy um not disappointed i guess
1: those are all the options <laughs> yeah all the options but yeah could be any emotion really
0: <laughs> just
1: get ready we're
0: going to live tweet the whole thing <laughs>
1: I'm here for
0: it. Yes, that's we're awesome. there. We're gonna keep doing this thing. You're gonna keep coming back and doing an awesome podcast with us. You're basically, essentially, just a co-host on this. I think you and Lizzie are just my co-hosts. I really
1: think that's what it's I keep calling into. you
0: guests, and then I'm like, but y'all are my co-hosts. I just take turns, so one of you doesn't get too annoyed with me. So I'm like, I'll do Lizzie with one. I'll have you on the other. They maybe, both maybe you'll both be on, on one, and then so it just mixes it up. You're yeah, the constant. I give. I, I'm the constant. <laughs> You're I do the a, real. Host. I do You're a lot of. Host. I do a lot of the. I do all the work. You do all the work. I do all the work, and I get you guys a nice little seat for you to show up and sit down and talk with me about things. So. Maybe I'll give you a break sometime.
1: I'll do some of the work.
0: Maybe, you know, Maria will be hosting some of these episodes. Maybe Maria already has hosted some of these episodes. Maria might be hosting a few episodes. Give me a break. That'd be kind of nice. hmm But, Maria, um, uh, can anyone find you on the internet?
1: I mean... I guess I'm still on Twitter. You always say it as are like, not quite sure whether okay. you should tell people I you're on Twitter. I haven't tweeted since the last time I was on a, a podcast episode and you asked me if I had a social media Start
0: tweeting funny <laughs> things so people will have a reason to follow you. All right, Lady Gallifrey
1: just, yes. on Twitter, that's me. I'll try to start tweeting stuff. There we go. And if you
0: want to follow my personal accounts, I'm on Instagram at Monica Beasy, that's B W E Z W E. And on Twitter at BeltsMonica. Monica. And also the Gaze Code has things. They're, TikTok's doing great. Yeah, check out the
1: Gaze they Code. They love us podcast on TikTok. On
0: TikTok. The Gaze Code Podcast on TikTok. The Gaze Code Podcast on Instagram. The Gaze Code Podcast on YouTube. If you didn't know, we did a video element of this. If you want to see our faces. Our cute faces. Very cute faces. Um we smile, we laugh, we gesture a lot, we have a very cute set. So uh yeah. <laughs> that was terrifying. Marie's <laughs> making scary faces at the camera, so maybe you won't want to <laughs> maybe look don't at the, video the video no But yeah, know. check us out on all the things. If you want to support us by, like, not spending money and not really exerting too much energy at all, just follow us on these things. And if you want to... Help us out even more. Share these things with someone you love. Share it on your Facebook. Share it on your Twitter. Send Send that
1: TikTok video to somebody. Make them laugh.
0: Make them laugh. Send that TikToks on that Instagram. Put it on your story. You know, uh, help us out by spreading the love and given us a follow, because we really appreciate it. We like to interact with all you guys, and see. we see what you guys comment. We really dig it. We think all of you are adorable, sweet oh little gosh.
1: angels. I was just having so much fun looking through the comments. I uh, the take people are oh my God.
0: so wholesome. We love you guys so much. Stick around. Please keep coming back, and uh, we love you. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Maria. We had a good time this time. I feel like we had yeah. a,
1: a pretty good. Let us know, know what good. you think
0: about our debate with each other
1: about. Yeah, people, actors, I want to hear your thing. your yeah. opinions on this. Right. I Me, mean, I'm I'm curious to see what other people have to say. Yeah, leave a comment. Mm-hmm. Please. But be nice because we are loving people and we we love everybody. So be nice to us.
0: And if you are mean, be clever.
1: Yeah, that's a good one.
0: Be nice, but be if nice. you can't be nice, can't be, be clever. Nice,
1: be clever. That's a that'll good be. I'll take. take okay,
0: that. perfect.
1: I can take a burn if it's a good burn. Be be clever about
0: it. <laughs> All right. Um. So, uh, be gay, do crime, watch films, and be kind. be clever. <laughs> oh, All right, guys. So close. <laughs> we'll see you later. Enjoy uh, the Oscars. We'll see if it's a complete train wreck or not. And uh, we'll see you later. Bye, you gays. See you next time, you, you gays. gays. <laughs> I love it. I would like to thank the Academy. Kylo, my cat and acting coach, and you for listening to this episode of The Gaze Code Podcast. We also do a video element of this show, so if you'd like to see our cute faces, you can find us on YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok, all under The Gaze Code Podcast. We try to find the best bits and funniest moments to showcase on our social media, so if you'd like to help us out, pick out a clip that made you laugh and send it to a friend. It'd make us happy and make your friend happy and maybe a little confused. We love you just the way you are. My name is Monica And this is the Gaze Code Podcast.